I'm Dylan Radigan. I've interviewed nearly every CEO and most world leaders during the past 25 years. And now I'm bootstrapping. I'm turning my attention to the new CEOs and the irrepressible entrepreneurs leading the next generation of innovation in the world. Welcome back to Tasty Live. I am Dylan Radigan. It's time for another episode of Bootstrapping. Our guests today, the founders of a company called The Desire Company. Their names, Eric and Judith. You can see both of them before your very eyes. Eric and Judith Scheinkop. Am I saying the last name correctly? Perfect. Perfect. Good. It's because I'm from New York. I know the shine cop. I know the deal. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's a pleasure to see you both. Nice to see you. The company you called Desire. Me. Nice to see you. Yeah. Thank you, Judith. Um, all right. Let's cut to the chase, shall we? You guys, as I understand it, are in the business of trying to remedy the unadulterated corruption. <laughs> of public opinion, of product, as it is portrayed to all of us upon the internet. And what I mean when I say that is, everybody knows, or a lot of people know, and everybody should know, that there are literally, uh, you know, computer farms of people where you can purchase positive four and five star reviews on Amazon or on Yelp or what. And I I shouldn't even name company names because I'm sure they'll be like, oh, we don't do that. There are companies that are uh, targeted for paid reviews. So like if I'm Dylan Radigan and I want to do Dylan Radigan's uh, sunglass company, sunglass company, that I can then put in my marketing budget, basically a set of costs to pay um, a company to publish four and five star reviews of my sunglasses, which then completely undermines the totality of the theoretical beauty of the internet, which is instead of relying on the marketing or the opinion of management or whatever sort of representation that might be added, I can see, well, who stayed at this hotel or who used these sunglasses or who used this cosmetic or whatever the the speaker system, whatever it is. Um, But that that very system was immediately corrupted by virtue of the fact that you could pay for reviews. And so you guys started the Desire Company which could go in a lot of directions. It could be like a cosmetics company. It could be a perfume company. It could be something that drifts, you know, more risque. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what it actually is, as you guys present it, and that's what we're going to find out today, I'm going to have to interrogate you to your credibility because you make quite a claim here, was that you guys claim that you are one of the few entities out there that is offering, I'm going to use your words, a platform for unbiased recommendations to connect shoppers and consumers with working experts who make it easy to buy confidently. They create confidence in commerce by connecting shoppers with working experts to help them make more educated purchase decisions, which is basically an opportunity created by the fact that there is a lack of credibility in the sort of systematic three, four, five-star rating review system, which is most emblematic, I think, on Amazon, but is pervasive across the internet. Yes. So Judith, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. How do you make money and maintain your integrity? Because everybody likes to say, oh, well, okay, if there's a bunch of criminals, everybody's a bunch of weasels, you know. The, <laughs> well, maybe, yes, they're criminals and weasels, but also it's a profit motive, right? If I want to have customers, I need to have four and five star reviews. Ideally, I do it through a great product, but if I can't do it through a great product, you know what? 
I'll pay some people to say it's a great product. <clears throat> right. That gives me more customers. I can say, well, that's morally reprehensible. I can I can sort of stand on a soapbox, but you mm -hmm. can also understand there's an incredible incentive to try to represent the quality of any product going back yeah. to the beginning of consumer products at forever. Everybody wants mm -hmm. people to think they've got a good thing. And the real issue has been that if somebody says, well, I'm going to give you the independent view, I'm going to give you the real unbiased yeah. view. Okay. But in doing that, you know what? You can't make any money because no one's going to pay you to give me an independent opinion, especially if that independent opinion mm -hmm. is in contradiction to the economic incentives of the sunglass company, speaker company, mattress company, TV company. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll get my way to a discussion of how you do your reviews and why your reviews yeah. are good. But I really want to start with how do you make money while maintaining a sense, a, a legitimate um, integrity in mm -hmm. the in the in the nature and the quality of your reviews that's different from the bot farms buying five stars. Julia. Yeah. So let me first thank you for the great intro because you've summarized exactly the issue, and we know that people are becoming more aware of the presence and the proliferation of fake reviews across e-commerce. But I don't know that people have yet got to the stage where they understand the impact on the shopper um, and therefore the brand and the retailer. So thank you for the setup. But I know you say we'll get to the how you do it, but the how you, we do it really explains why we sure. do it I mean, in such yeah. a way that, that um, allows us to maintain integrity whilst at the same time driving revenue. So we work directly with experts. And when we talk about working experts, what we're talking about are professional fitness trainers, NFL uh, athletes, nutritionists, makeup artists, people who are earning money by, by their profession, not through content they're creating and putting online, not through the number of followers that they have. They can have zero followers and they're still going to be earning money. And so these are people who live and die by their reputation. Their reputation is what gets them success. So by knowing that they are a fitness trainer who has credibility, they will get more clients. By knowing that they are a makeup artist who understands the skin and how to work with different complexions, skin types, and, and skin colors, they will get jobs. And so therefore, when we're matching brands with these experts, we're doing it in a way that starts from a place of authenticity. And what I mean by that is we are starting with, okay, NFL athlete, what products do you currently use and authentically recommend? So let's start from there and reverse engineer that brand partnership so that if we know that that athlete is already using brand X and we approach brand X and say, this athlete loves your products, why don't you use them in a video to talk about why they use their product, your products, what else they tried, how it works for them and who it works best for. And that way we're able to create an authentic partnership and make money while doing so. So, so Eric, I'm brand X and there's some, you know, cosmetics, there's some expert, you know, Hollywood cosmetics, king or queen who you guys find and you say, okay, I was cosmetics king or queen, you know, which are the, you love brand X. You only use it on Brad Pitt and on Jennifer Lawrence and whoever the fancy people are. And 
I want you as somebody who is not incentivized for for to make money by being popular, but who's who's incentivized to make money by being respected to Judith's point. I want you to endorse Brand X. Am I understanding that piece of it? You are. But there's there's two ways that we go about it. So one is what Judith referenced, which is what we call organic um, uh, partnerships, which is where we go. We have a perfect example is Nancy Rooney. She is a makeup artist to the stars. She does Brad Pitt. She does, you know, all of these. Uh, she works on all these movies uh, with all these actors. So she will come to us and she will say, here are the different products that I cannot live without. I've been using this one for 15 years. I've been using this one for 10 years. Here's why I like it. Here's how to use it. Here's who I recommend it for. That's organic. We then license that back to the brand. It lives on their website. It lives in their digital media across the board. The other way that it works is what you just referenced is that uh, somebody comes out with a new product and they say, hey, I really want Nancy Rooney to recommend this product we don't guarantee that she's going to recommend it. What we do is we get it in her hands. She tests it for a certain amount of time in real life scenarios. And then she tells us what she thinks. Um, we run into situations all the time. We just ran into one uh, with a brand where there was a number of hairstylists who said, you know, I'm not going to touch that. I, I, it doesn't have the greatest reputation and I don't want to endorse it. But we got it in front of uh, someone. We asked them to test it and they were like, you know what? I love this product, but it's not for everybody. You have to know how to use it effectively and who should be using it. So they did the recommendation and that lives on this brand's uh, website, on their um, uh, Amazon pages, on their um, Walmart pages and their social media all across the board. So there's two ways. There's one that's brand first, but that does not guarantee that there's going to get a recommendation from the pro. And then there's one that's organic and that's because this pro has been using this product and loves your product. Got it. Okay. So I, I get it in the sense that there's, the desire company basically sits Judith between the expert and the brand. And yep. whether it's the expert that says, I've got a brand I love, or whether it's a brand that says, do you have an expert who loves my brand? You guys don't care as long as it's an agreement between Correct. the two, yeah. right? It still doesn't answer two questions for me. One, how do you make money? In other words, like, do you charge a fee to the expert? Do you charge a fee to the brand, I presume, would be my guess? Or do you charge a fee to the consumer to access the expert recommendation? So that's my first question. Judith. Yeah, so we charge the brand. So oh. the, the pro is paid for their time that they dedicate to testing the product and then coming in to film their recommendation, if they recommend the product. Um, and then the... Um, Brand, yeah, the brand pays the fee to license that content. And it's and free to the consumer. It. What's that, sorry? And it's free to the consumer. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like any, you know, this is content that appears on the brand's product pages. It appears in the brand's marketing through their social channels. Um, they can use it in email newsletters. They can basically use it anywhere across digital media. And so for them, it's a retail media asset. Um, and so they're the ones that pay for that. Got it. Okay. So I have the desire company. I have experts. I have consumers and brands. I now have an economic ecosystem that says, I believe being the desire company that I am good enough at this to to match experts and brands that the brands will be willing to pay money, which is a big thing because everybody wants brand. Everybody wants money from the brand, right? There's no shortage of, a, there's a line around the block for every brand in the world saying, give me some money and I'll help you sell your stuff. 
Absolutely. And the, and the brand's job is to figure out, okay, which of these yeehaws are worth giving some money to because everybody says they if I give them money, they'll sell my stuff. Yep. You guys are saying, okay, you should give me the money, the desire company, because we're the best at finding the experts and our experts are the ones that are the best to sell your product. Correct. And so in order to do that, and so I'm curious, Eric, basically how you validate. So if I'm, I'm the brand and you say, okay, Brand X, Dylan, give me, you know, X number of shekels and I will get you X number of experts to promote your brand. And I've got you and 50 other people through my office offering me some song and dance about how if I give them money, they're going to sell my stuff. Yep. Why am I giving the money to you and not to the other 49 yeehaws? Sure. Um, all right. So there's a number of things going on in the industry where brands are really needing a new solution. And as you referenced earlier, uh, not only can you pay people to create fake reviews, um, but you could, and fake five-star reviews, but the majority of one-star reviews are also fake. So and I can also just attack you as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So over 53% on Amazon. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, <laughs> over 50% on Walmart, all of these reviews have been um, faked. And what's worse now is that it used to be a human sitting there faking it. Now with chat GPT, it's millions by the day going up. So when you see, you know, Dylan Sunglasses brand that has 500,000 five-star reviews, there's something questionable there. And, and it's really creating this paralysis. People are taking longer to make a decision. People are dropping off more. Returns are going into the, you know, from 400 billion two years ago to 700 billion. It's going to be 900 billion this year. Um, it's a major, major problem. So brands are very uh, curious of how they're going to solve this issue. So when they're talking to someone like uh, our company and the way that we're going to do it is we have a very unique community of experts. So we have Beyonce's team. We have Rihanna's team. We have Pharrell Williams team. We have Pink's team. But it's not Beyonce, right? It's Beyonce's hairstylist who's been traveling with her for 15 years. It's her makeup artist. It's her physical therapist. It's her dietitian. Um, so these are people who have made it to the very top of their industry, but they're still grinding and working hard. They're not celebrities. Even our NFL players, they're playing on Sunday, but they're not recognized when they're walking down the street. So there's really, really interesting credibility and authority that comes from our expert community, but it's also very relatable. These are everyday people, especially the the stylist, the makeup. Meaning the support and and sort of nutritionist, the, yes. all the the... the the perimeter of the celebrity or the athlete. Yes. And they have risen to the top of their field, but they're still just an everyday person who's working really hard and they're spending their own money testing every single product that's going to help make them the best that they could be in their industry. So when you look at the consumers uh, looking at, you know, a faceless anonymous review, there's no question that the future of reviews has to be video based. Um, so that you actually could connect and start creating a little bit more trust. But then one step beyond the videos that we provide is this really unique authoritative figure who has dedicated their life to the specific passion. So when Best Buy is an example, after running our videos for a year versus all of their brand videos or reviews, our brand videos, uh, our, our recommendation videos 
outperform and outsell any other promotional content by 30%. And it's because of this really unique, not only the community that we've created, but this proprietary production process that just gets to the point of what consumers want to know. People, shopping used to be fun. Shopping is stressful now. It's overwhelming. It takes so much time. So being able to give people the best of the best product from people that they could trust and just answer the questions that everyday consumers have, it's a huge value to the brand. So, so Judith, what I'm thinking as I listen to Eric is that this is a, whether it's the video expression or the nature of the people that you're having make the videos or the context in which the validation is necessary to even trigger their willingness to make the video. It's sort of, this is like your spin on influencer marketing, right? Where so, it's like, is that a fair statement? Yes, and we don't think that influencer marketing is going anywhere. Influencer marketing has a place in the marketing mix. So, you know, just to, to talk about my experience, I used to lead global brand PR for the Coca-Cola company. And I launched the first global influencer uh, campaign there. The difference being that we started with people who genuinely love Coke rather than just paying people to say that they liked it. But and so I but I believe wholly in the value of influencer marketing as an awareness tool. But what we've seen through our own research is that 87% of consumers don't believe that influencers have actually used the products they're promoting. So yes, they have fantastic platforms and reach and the know-how to create. But they think the influencer is just being paid to say, I like it. Absolutely. They're given talking po talking points. Right? Here's the things I need to tell people you, you to like say. them. And yes. I'll give you a check. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know what's amazing to me is the number of times you see an influencer holding a product that's not even out of a box and talking mm -hmm. about how great it is. Well, you clearly haven't used it. But they've they've got the eyeballs, which, you know, that's a great thing. Check, check. What we do is then take that from the point of awareness through to the point of consideration of purchase intent. So mm -hmm. I've now heard that this exists. Let me find out more. Okay, here's an expert with a personal story about using it. So you believe and understand that they've got experience. They can talk about the functionality of that product, how it feels, how it smells, how it tastes, depending on what it is. And therefore, I'm now in a position to make a decision about whether I want to buy it. Mm -hmm. So then, so Eric, at the end of the day, where then it's, let's assume you have that the magic formula is intact. Yep have a genuine influencer who is a genuine user of the genuine product whose only reason to endorse it is because they actually like it. They're not being uh, everything that Judith just said. Yep. So now I have a genuine influencer with a genuine endorsement with genuine credibility from a genuine brand. Good job. But you still don't have an audience. Mm -hmm. And so once I have all of the wonderful things that Judith just described at the end of the day, I need for human beings to consume that Correct. proclamation, statement, review, declaration, whatever it is. And is the creation of the audience for that authentic, bona fide review something that you're offering or is that the responsibility of the brand? So it's a great question and it's both. Um, the beautiful thing about the way that we work when we're built into the media networks of these retailers is, as an example, just on Best Buy, uh, dot com, 275,000 people are seeing our videos a day on bestbuy.com. That's um, as a result of Best Buy servicing your videos to their email lists or their social channels? On the product page. So if you go to look at a blender on Best Buy, you'll see um, 
uh, one of our, an NFL player who's talking about, I love this blender because when I leave for a workout at five in the morning, I could use it to make my protein shake and it doesn't wake up my dog. It doesn't wake up my baby. Like none, none of that. It's silent. And that's why I love this. Take it and go drink it out of there on the way to the gym. So they put that on the product page on bestbuy.com. Additionally, we do have a media arm, which will run these on uh, YouTube bumpers or programmatic or wherever people are uh, looking for these type of products. But at the end of the day, you know, reach could be bought, experience cannot. That's our differentiator. We bring the experience and then there's a thousand opportunities to place it that gets that exposure. Um, but we are really being built into the retailer's uh, website and their audience. And if and if you look just quickly at, you know, why this makes sense beyond, you know, the reviews and these fake reviews that are happening, if you look at why that was even an, uh, a problem in the first place, is because there's a massive gap in the retail landscape overall before reviews. And that's a lack of education that comes with product marketing. So product marketing is all about like, hey, check this product out. It now exists. You should buy it. But then it's up for the consumer to be like, yeah, I'm kind of interested. Um, now I need to do my own research on it. I need to find out and, and do my own educational uh, research. And that's where reviews have come in. But because reviews are so important to educate consumers, that's why they're obviously manipulated. So that's the gap that why retailers are plugging us in. It's the it's the right type of voice. It's the right type of production. It's the right type of uh, questions and answers that's going to provide that unbiased education that really moves the needle for consumers. All right. The final question to you, Judith. Mm -hmm. Are you aligned with the brand and the influencer in the making of money? Meaning, are you charging the brand a fixed fee of X? Or are you saying to the brand, pay me some number for my time and costs. And every time my influencer video converts to a sale, you're going to pay me another nickel. So that you, I'm long best by with you because I believe my reviews are the best. And so I'll take a discount on the front end because on the back end, I know my stuff works and it's going to go gangbusters. I'm curious how you set up your fee structure relative to the incentive to sell on the brand side. Yeah, no, that is a great question. They, at the moment, we're set up with a fixed fee. However, um, we are looking exactly at what you said about doing performance-related um, charging. And here's the, the bottom line on that. We do feel that our experts should benefit from the success that they drive. We see that sharing personal experience. I mean, they've spent years trialing and testing these products um, just for the benefit of their careers and their, you know, their jobs. But that will all benefit the brand. Even when they say they won't do a recommendation, we provide the brand with the feedback from that expert mm -hmm. as R&D. So mm -hmm. there is a lot of value that comes from them. And we do believe that that should be compensated. We're not there yet as far as putting that into play, but it is absolutely something we can stand behind. So, and, and the reason I bring it up is for two reasons, mm -hmm. but the first, the most important one is you're obviously both imminently credible. You have great resumes and you just offered a fabulous rap. You're in, you understand the issues, you understand the things da, 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 da. But when the rubber meets the road, if your economic incentive is to clip a fee and whatever happens, happens, 
it's not the same thing as not only do we believe that what we're doing is the best thing in the industry, blah, 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 everything you said, but yeah, we're going to make money with you because our stuff is the best. Which, yeah. And when you end up and when you get to that final piece of the contract, which is 99% of your credibility at the end of the day, yeah. then if it if, if what you're it's like, again, if what you're saying actually works, there's no reason not to take that deal if I'm you. Absolutely. We totally agree. And I think what um, I want to emphasize is we only succeed when the pro succeeds. So our our expert community is absolutely at the heart of what we're building here. That's where this business started. Honestly, it was about how do we help this community of experts who sit in between the influencers and the celebrities. So the influencers are getting all the money because they're being paid to promote because of their reach. Because they have an audience. They have the Instagram followers. Exactly. Then you have these celebrities who are cashing in on endorsements in the millions. But what about this hardworking group in the middle? They're the ones that are doing the real work. They're the ones that are, you know. They know what happens to Beyonce's skin. Right. They're the ones that that, that help these stars. They know. Exactly. And so our why, the reason we're even doing this is to give these experts this platform and the ability to build these partnerships with brands that they already authentically love. Mm -hmm. And so we are absolutely incentivized to make sure that they succeed. And we know, you know, we 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 have a great relationship with our experts. And this is often for many of them the first time they've ever done a brand partnership because, because for that reason. Um, and so I agree. I think that the magic really does happen when we feel that our experts are being put in the same um level of compensation or recognition as an influencer or a celebrity because their value is recognized outside of followers, outside of, you know, likes and subscribes, right? It's about real life expertise and credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Eric. Her name is Judith. They're both called Shine Cop. The company <laughs> is the Desire Company. I think it's awesome. I, I uh, wish you both all the best. Thank you. Everybody at home, you're watching Casey live, and there'll be more of it right after this. Thank you. Thank you. The content of this podcast is provided solely by Tasty Trade Inc. and are not the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliate companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a research report, trading, or investment advice or a recommendation that any investment strategy, security, or futures product is suitable for any person. You are responsible for making your own investment decisions in light of your individual investment knowledge, objectives, and financial situation. Applicable supporting documentation for any claims, including claims made on behalf of options programs, comparison, recommendations, statistics, or other technical data will be supplied upon request. Tasty Trade Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.